This is Rebecca Johnson of Supergirl Radio. And on Saturday, May 16th, I'm going to be broadcasting with DC TV podcasts in an effort to raise money for the Winship Cancer Institute. Winship is a very special place to me because it's the cancer treatment and research facility that saved my life from stage 3 breast cancer. Just think, if 100 people give $5 each, we can easily meet our goal to raise $500. You can donate anytime between now and Saturday, and when you do, you'll automatically be entered in a raffle to win prizes. The broadcast will kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature the Flash podcast, Legends of Gotham, Quiver, the Green Arrow podcast, and Supergirl Radio. To find out how to donate and where to listen, visit dctvpodcasts.com slash fundraiser. CBS held their upfronts. And we got our first look at Melissa Benoist as Supergirl. This is Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to CBS's upcoming Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. Uh, I'm Teresa Giacino. And I'm Rebecca Johnson. And we are doing a very special episode to talk about the Supergirl trailer that was released online shortly after the CBS Upfronts. Ah! <laughs> it's so exciting! <laughs> That's my short reaction. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at some tweets and... Uh, looking at some reactions over, you know, at the Mary Sue. And I feel like a lot of people are loving this trailer. Yeah, I totally got that sense that most of the people that were tweeting about it were really into it and really were excited about wanting to see more. So that and it was funny because like I was following the CBS Upfront hashtag. And mm -hmm. so while it was happening, I was kind of looking at the the people who were there kind of reading their reactions. And it was cool because everything that was coming out of that hashtag was positive. And so that made me even more excited. Like, I want to see what they're talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just break this down because, uh, I mean, it was a six-minute trailer. It was a it was an extensive first look at the show. Uh, and it really kind of encompassed everything you're going to see uh, in the pilot and uh, and on the show. And it starts off in a really interesting way, um, although I guess we should probably expect this from a uh, Berlanti show. Right. Um, <laughs> it starts with a, uh, with a character intro, um, and she says, My name is Kara Zorel. 24 years ago, my planet was in peril. My cousin Kalel was sent to a planet called Earth. You may know his story, but you don't know mine until now. I really liked that because, you know, Oliver has that on Arrow... Barry has that on The Flash where they have these like intros that kind of bring everybody up to speed <laughs> on the episode. And I loved that it wasn't so much about like she references Superman, but it's more about let's find out more about me. Because I don't think the I mean, we have dug into the Supergirl mythos in the last couple of months, but I don't mm -hmm. think the general populace 
probably knows much about her, maybe outside of Smallville or outside Supergirl in the movie. So it's kind of cool to see that brought up, like, here is my story. You don't know much about this. Right. And not just, you know, her story, but it's her story from her point of view. Right. Um, which is is really the thing that's missing, because so often we get to look at her through Superman or through the other heroes who are trying to teach her how to be a superhero. But um, this show already has such a strong voice just with that intro. Oh, yeah. And you see that in the bits where you see young Kara... Uh, with her mother and I mean her father's there as well but you get to see most of her reaction uh, her relationship uh, connecting to Alora when she has to send her into the ship and I really like that because you're right that's so much her point of view she's going through these things and we're kind of with her while she's doing it and I got really kind of geeky excited about how uh (laughs) There were a lot of like little nods to Supergirl history, to Superman history in this thing. And when young Kara is put into the spaceship, she's wearing like this all white, like pants slash uh, shirt combo. And it, I was like, oh, they're totally referencing Superman, the movie with Mm -hmm. Marlon Brando and all the little Kryptonians with their reflective garb. So that kind of made (laughs) me ridiculously happy. Definitely. No, I, uh, and, and I don't know, I don't know if you noticed that, um, that necklace that she had on as well. Do you have any idea what that is? Is that, uh, also a call to something? Well, the only thing that it made me think of, cause I did notice it as well. And uh, there's a, a thing in Man of Steel where, uh, Clark is given this thing that goes around his neck and it's like, a it has the Superman shield on it and it's a key to uh, a scout ship that he later turns into the Fortress of Solitude. It's actually kind of cool. And I don't know if it's going to be like some sort of, I mean, clearly it's Kryptonian because it is something she wears uh, before the, I I assume the destruction of Krypton. Uh, So that I'm really interested to see, like, what does she do with that? If that is something that is important. Yeah. Um, And also what I thought was interesting too, is that, you know, she says that 24 years ago, her planet was in peril. And then we see her now, you know, living on Earth. Um, so it seems like they're they're doing away with the whole, you know, she was in suspended animation, all of that. It's just pretty much straightforward. Like, you know, when she was young, she had a problem. She was sent away by her family. And now she's here. That's a really good point, because I hadn't even thought about the suspended animation thing. That may yeah. not that may not be the case in here, which I actually kind of would like because it's kind of. It's uh, trying to mix it up a little bit. We've seen a lot of that in a lot of these stories. So I think that would be cool if they, they mixed it up with that. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I like that too. And, and she's, you know, so she's a young woman in her 20s, um, which, you know, it, it's, it's very clear that, you know, she's not the angsty teenager, but she's also not so much a woman that she's got it all figured out, you know. She she's, is such a dork. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my my big takeaway after I watched the uh, the trailer were three things. Uh that when she's Supergirl, she is confident. Like mm-hmm. she and and she like especially when you see her in all those action scenes where you know things are blowing up and she's hitting people and taking the bullets. Like I was like, yeah, she's she's enjoying this. But then we also see her vulnerable Um, where she kind of gets down on herself and she needs encouragement. And that scene where she meets James, the grown man Olsen. Oh, my God. And she is, she cannot, 
Conti- like she's sort of giggling with nervous laughter and she says something like god you know she says gosh and i'm like you are adorable and oh um god. i totally connected with her right away and i kept re-watching that because i was just like this is great this is something very relatable to uh to people and i think people will like her uh just even you know it's cool to see her as supergirl but i think it's important to to like her as Kara. Definitely. And I love that. Yeah, I, I love that moment too. Like she, like she meets him and she's so like, oh my God. Like you can, you can, see, you can see the crush immediately. Yes. Like it just, it happens like straight up right in front of you. And you can tell that he knows, but he's, he's being very gentlemanly about it. He's yeah. not, you know, he's like, all right, cool. Enjoy the photo. Um, <laughs> and I, I love that moment between them. Um, and I, I do love that even with, you know, Supergirl, as Supergirl, she's so confident. Like, it's it's so clear from the get-go. And this is something that is a common thread, you know, through all the incarnations we've we've been talking about, is that she doesn't feel like she wa- she has to hide her powers. Like, she's hiding it because, I guess, her sister, who's working for this organization that deals with extraterrestrials, um, has kind of advised her to. And it seems like she's kind of lived her whole life keeping it a secret, but she doesn't want to. And she kind of has always been chomping at the bit through her whole life, trying to to make her life extraordinary because she knows she can do these things, but, you know, it, it is not allowed to. Um, but even with all that that confidence and knowing that this is what she needs to do, I love that she still has to learn to fly. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I love that she's not sure about everything she can do. And that moment when she you know, with the plane and she has to save her sister who's on this plane and she's running and she knows, she doesn't know that she can fly, but she knows she has to do something. And so she just keeps jumping and she keeps jumping and hoping it'll happen. And finally it does. And you're like, yes, it was so exciting. Yeah. And I love that it's like her by herself in that alleyway so she can do it freely. Like she doesn't have to hide herself in that, in that regard. And that's sort of a nod to Man of Steel too. It's sort of how uh, Clark, kind of first realizes he can fly too so uh, I, I sort of like that as a Man of Steel uh, reference but yeah I really love that they are using her first kind of coming out as a superhero yeah. as uh, her saving her sister mm-hmm. I really love that because sometimes like with Superman stuff it's you know saving Lois or whatever you know it's a romantic thing but mm-hmm. here I love that it seems like the Kara Alex sisterly bond is going to play really heavily into the show and be kind of the heart of the matter. And I think that's really awesome. I am um, just uh, to quickly go back to, uh, to young Kara for a second, um, because I love that actress and we only saw her for a brief moment in the beginning, but um, she has a great face and a great, like she just like proved herself such a good actress in, in that mm-hmm. little moment where she's leaving her parents. And I think both she and uh, and I don't know if we'll see her. We'll probably see her again in flashbacks um, throughout. But uh, both she and Melissa Benoist are such amazing actresses. Where like even these small moments are are filled with so much weight. And uh, so I want to you know give a shout out to Young Kara as well because uh, we'll probably see less of her than of Melissa Benoist. But um, it looks like she's going to do a great job, and she has such a determined strong face that I just like that captivated me immediately like watching her get into that pod and and going to earth I was like wow she's great yeah I hope we see more of her like with flashbacks and kind of getting to know Allura too like I think it will be a lot to help 
I think seeing her will help inform the character as we go on. So I really hope that we'll see flashbacks. It might be something like Arrow does every episode where you get flashbacks in every episode. I don't know, but that's just what I kind of think might happen. But yeah. uh, with uh, Alex, too, I hope we get to see maybe like little Alex and little Kara when yeah, uh, when they're kind of growing up. And uh, speaking of the Danvers... I think the speculation that Helen Slater and Dean Kane are the parents is probably 100% correct now. Yeah. Because yeah. there is a there's a, a bit in the trailer where it's a bunch of like quick flashes and one of those flashes is a shot it's like a three shot of Helen Slater, Dean Kane and little Kara. So I think that is awesome and mm-hmm. I I know they haven't like totally confirmed it yet but I think that image just by itself, I'm I'm gonna go with that because I I'm so excited about that. Yeah, no, that's gonna be so great, and that means that they're gonna you know play such a part on the show, and and I'm very happy about that. Um, something else that I thought was refreshing uh, about the approach that they seem to be taking with the show is that um, they don't seem to be doing a lot. They're not gonna be doing a lot of like, oh, I've got to hide my identity to protect the people I love back and forth that so many other superhero shows do. Um, It was refreshing that like in this trailer, which I I would assume is from the pilot, we see that, you know, her sister already knows what she can do. Um, James grown man Olsen obviously (laughs) knows who she is and what she can do. Um, Everybody kind of knows even when, you know, shot uh, eventually is going to know and help her with her costume. So it's like, thank God, because I'm so sick of the whole, like, we've got to keep everybody out of the loop for five episodes until people start figuring it out and blah, blah. Like, let's just cut to the chase and get to it. Yeah, it seems like the only person who might not know is Kat, but I think that's okay because, like, there has to be some sort of separation between the Supergirl in the the media that Kat is going to be familiar with and then the the real person. So I think right. it's I think it's okay for Kat not to know. Uh, but yeah, I think it's funny that like they're kind of bypassing the whole like glasses, you know, scenario yeah. which, which which is sort <laughs> of, you know, one of those things that gets made fun of a lot that how how could somebody not know that, you know, the glasses separate say Superman and Clark Kent where whereas you know Kara here in the CBS version is gonna wear glasses so I think it's probably really smart to just say okay we're gonna have these people who they just know and it's not gonna be a big deal (laughs) so I I like that a lot and I have to say I mean we're gonna talk about the characters individually in a second but like the um the moment where you know she uh shows when that she is indeed Supergirl and uh, at first he thought she was coming out as a lesbian <laughs> and he's like oh well clearly that's why you said no to my date is because yeah. you're a lesbian of course Poor and guy. Right, right away I mean from from the moment where he asks her out in the beginning of the trailer to that moment it's so clear who this guy is oh yeah um, so shout out to to oh god I think Jeremy it's Jeremy Jordan Jordan, yes, yes, and not the pop singer, the other one. Um, not the 90s mushroom-haired pop singer, but the one who exists now and is awesome is when shot. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Jordan uh, does such a great job, and it's so clear, like, this is this guy. And I love that the the little moment in the trailer where they're on top of the building, which I guess is Catco, that, yeah. I mean, the, the shot of her landing on... Oh. The building, I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like all, all, all the moments where she was using her powers and she used, I think, 
all of them except for heat vision. We saw some x-ray vision. We saw some that she has some super hearing because she can hear Cat Grant coming. She can hear Cat coming, right. Um, we see her invulner- uh, invulnerable where she's taking the bullets. Uh, we see her flying, of course. So, and I and want- we see her super strength as well, obviously. Yes, yes. And I wonder, there's a there's a shot with the the truck that's on fire that she has to stop. That shot was awesome. I was like, oh Whoa. my god. Uh, and there's one shot of her punching like through a brick wall, and yes, you know, and uh, most of an oyster. I mean, she's not. You know, I'm sure she got you know, in shape for this role, but like, she's not a big girl. And yet it was totally believable. Like the way she throws that punch, like yeah. she's like, I, I bought it and I, I totally like, oh, so good. It's so badass. I love it. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know, but I'm wondering if like, cause heat vision should show up, I would assume. So I wonder if like the truck on fire is something she accidentally does. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because like she <laughs> runs into it and things explode. I don't know. But I was like, hmm, I wonder if heat vision comes into play there. But yeah. I thought it was cool that we got to see most of her powers. Oh, but with the uh... – sorry, I was going to mention because I was thinking about Jimmy or James, the grown man Olsen again. And the fact that he gives uh, Kara the blanket from Superman. Yes. Um. And I love that there is that connection and, uh, you know, because we've been speculating a lot about how Superman would be involved because obviously there is, uh, you know, there were casting notices and all of that for babies and for body double and all of that. And so in the trailer, we see a little bit of that. We see like a silhouetted Superman kind of extending his hand. With a lens um, flare. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we see a baby, Kal-El. Um, but I love that the the only real moment of kind of acknowledging his current presence in the world is just like people talking to her about it. Like, you know, James giving her that gift from him directly and, and uh, win shot saying, you know, um, tell your cousin capes are stupid. On second thought, don't tell him I ever said that. <laughs> He's going to regret <laughs> that later. But um, I love that it's just mentions because um, obviously he's her family. Like you'd have to mention him, but that it doesn't seem like it's going to overpower the show, which is something I was concerned about. No, I don't think so. And I think it helps a lot that they are setting this story in National City instead of Metropolis. That way she can have her own city to help out and save and and not have to worry about standing in, in Superman's shadow. So I think that helps a lot. And the baby blanket cape thing cracked me up because, well, for one, I think in a lot of comics, uh, Superman's cape is indestructible. And mm-hmm. so I liked that they kind of brought that into Kara's costume. And I also think there might be some sort of cape uh, callback throughout the pilot where, like, her cape keeps getting messed up. Like, when she, yeah, go, when she yeah. goes out to do something, her, her, she keeps losing her cape. So I think that would be uh, kind of a fun little uh, comedic bit they do throughout the episode. Um, now, I do want to talk about her her alter ego um, because it's funny. As I was watching the trailer, a part of me was thinking, oh, it's the Supergirl wears Prada um, because it's so reminiscent of the Devil Wears Prada. And uh, I was kind of, you know, hoping to see Meryl Streep in the background somewhere. <laughs> but, um, but, but I love that. And I love that kind of connection to the real world that she has. Like that's a lot of women's actual – life, like working in corporate America, doing the thing where you're, you know, you're, an, you're somebody's assistant and just the day-to-day drudgery of that, which we don't really see in Supergirl 
tellings before. Like, even when she's, you know, Linda Danvers in the comics, she was a student or she was, you know, um, we never really saw much of her alter ego life that wasn't, you know, being bored in the suburbs and then fighting crime. Whereas here she kind of has a life that, that, you know, will probably need protecting, uh, much like Clark Kent does. Like, I feel like finally she's being paid the respect of a professional life uh, the way that Clark Kent always had working for the Daily Planet. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that they, in the trailer, uh, they have Alex say, you know, this normal life, that's what you've always wanted. So I guess this this life that she's developed at CatCo where she's, you know, making arrangements for Cat on the phone. Who, and I love the mention of how Cat does not want to sit next to Bill O'Reilly. She has, <laughs> she has some beef with Bill O'Reilly. You know, Kara's, you know, walking across the street with, you know, coffee that she's having to bring for Cat that... Uh, she's got the National City Tribune newspaper that she's um, doing all of these kind of errands. And I think that she's trying to be normal. She's trying to do those normal things. But like you said earlier, like deep down, she's like, no, I, there's something more that I'm supposed to do. So I think I, I love the idea that this is so relatable. And I'm very much looking forward to um, to watching Callista Flockhart as well, and uh, and just the the general environment at Catco, because from from the moment she bursts out onto the the screen in this trailer, she's I was interested, I was intrigued, and uh, and I've missed her. I've missed her on television. Um, I know she was on uh, on Brothers and Sisters, um, and uh, you know I'm just glad to see her back. And and playing a character this broad, um, I, I love that she has something that she can, you know, have fun with. Um, but also, you know, she seems like a a grounded person, too. Like she for all that she's bluster and wanting to take her private elevator and not have anybody, <laughs> you know, with a stench on it. Um, she also seems very, you know, uh, respectful of Kara, of Kara. I have to get used to saying that. Yeah. Uh, now that that's the official pronunciation on the show. Right. Um, but uh, she seems very respectful of her and actually, you know, uh, cares to to have conversations with her about things like, you know, the name Supergirl. And uh, she seems impressed by the fact that Kara gets her coffee hot, you know, like, like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because nobody else can do that, apparently. Like, you're the only competent one in this whole office. <laughs> right. She that's a good point, because she actually has conversations with her. And I would think that this cat Grant, like, doesn't put up with that. If, if somebody comes in and says some nonsense, she would be like, go away. I don't want to have anything to do with you. But she does seem to take time to actually talk to Kara. That's a cool point. Let's talk about the the Supergirl versus Superwoman conversation because that was uh, that was an interesting one in relation to to Cat. Because she says, uh, you know, basically, you know, on the news they they start calling her Supergirl, and uh, Kara says, you know, shouldn't it be Superwoman? Um, and then Cat says, I- I'm a girl, and you're boss, and powerful, and rich, and hot. And smart. So if you perceive Supergirl as anything less than excellent, isn't the real problem you? What did you think about that? Well, my first reaction to that was that it was so meta. Like the the so if you perceive Supergirl as anything less than excellent, isn't the real problem you? I just kept thinking about how like some people I don't want to say guys, but some people probably would think, ah, Supergirl, who cares? You know, that's whatever that she's just she's just superman's cousin whatever like i thought about those people and Mm -hmm. how 
some people probably do look at Supergirl as something less than excellent. And right. I just thought that was kind of an empowering thing for the show and for people who love Supergirl that like, yeah, we think she's excellent. If you don't, that's your problem. Like that's what I, <laughs> that's what I got out of that line. And so I thought that was awesome. Definitely. No, and, and me too. When I first heard that, um, you know, first of all, I thought it was it was great that it was such an obvious, you know, call out to anyone who would think of Supergirl as a lesser character. Um, and, and I also love that Cat Grant is so not only sure of herself, but sure of Supergirl. And, she, you know, she doesn't seem to know that uh, that Kara, you know, is her. Um, but she, she seems to ha- be of the mindset to, like, want to empower all women and girls, you know? She's like, I'm excellent. You know, Supergirl is excellent. Like you know, you should embrace being excellent too because we all are. Like that seemed to be the attitude, which I loved. (laughs) The only problem I had, and this was like the one nitpicky thing I had about this whole trailer because I loved the trailer for the most part. Um, But this argument, because, you know, Supergirl actually makes a good point in that, you know, shouldn't it be Superwoman? Because she's not a girl. She's in her 20s. She's an adult. And, you know, Cat Grant says, I'm a girl. And I'm like... Thinking to myself, Kat, you haven't been a girl for a long time. Um, I hate to break it to you, but you are a woman. You are not a girl. And so there, there's always been this kind of like nitpicky problem about like uh, – and in the comics, Supergirl is a teenager. So she is legitimately a girl. Right. Um, but then there's the problem of, you know, calling Supergirl a girl when she's actually a full-grown adult. And we kind of have a tendency to do that. Like, you know – referring to women as girls um, to kind of like uh, there's a, a bit of like an infantilization, if I may, there. Um, but then again, you have people, you know, you have guys saying, I'm going to hang out with the boys. Or I'm going to hang out with my boys. Um, so it happens there, too. So uh, but th- something about that particular argument rubbed me the wrong way because, uh, you know, Kara saying, shouldn't it be superwoman is actually – true it's a valid it's a valid question <laughs> she's like don't call me a girl i'm a grown-ass woman just like james the grown man olsen is a grown man yeah. <laughs> everybody's uh, trying to be an adult <laughs> on this show well i think it's it's the show's attempt at making the supergirl name justifiable and mm-hmm. i appreciate the attempt but yeah. I, d- I but i do see your your point and how like sh- she is an adult so it is kind of weird but yeah yeah no, I can and go I, with it me too and honestly like again in the comics she is a girl um and you know I kind of almost wish Kat would have said something like you know uh something along the lines of this person you know she's a young woman um and she can inspire girls or something oh, yeah, like yeah. like calling her calling her supergirl you know, makes sense because she, you know, would speak more to girls. Yeah, and it would make sense in the media. If, yeah, yeah, it would make sense for Kat to say that because she'd be so media savvy that she would yeah. like she'd want to play to like a target demo or something. I was gonna say, I was gonna say this would be, this is better for the demographic. Yes. She she Supergirl speaks to girls ages you know <laughs> thirteen to eighteen. She would um, totally play that up. Yeah, I buy that. Totally. Um. But yeah, that was like my one 
nitpicky thing. The rest of this trailer is absolutely amazing, and I can't even wait for the show. Like, I'm ready to like go to CBS and demand that they let me watch all of it right now. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, uh, talk about James, uh, the grown man Olsen, um, Makad Brooks, who is also not only ridiculously hot, in my humble opinion, don't mm-hmm. tell anybody I said that, um, but also uh, a really good solid performer in this trailer um you know he i think it's interesting that they choose him to be the connecting uh the connector between her and superman um he is superman's pal so it's true it makes sense it does no it, it really does and i'm glad that they're using that um and the fact that he he's kind of taken on the role of um kind of being there to guide her, like not just as a connecting force, but as someone who's there for her to kind of not mentor her, but to encourage her to, to be her, her super self, mm-hmm. um, which, which is pretty rad. Yeah. And I think he would have a lot of experience with that working with super, Superman because he even talks about how like the, the picture that I guess he won a Pulitzer for, uh, was was a secret pose that yeah. super, Superman did for him. So it shows that Superman and James had a close relationship uh, like we would have thought about their relationship. So I think it's cool that maybe he picked up some things when he was hanging out with Superman and kind of understands what the superpowered people go through. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing their relationship, especially since her crush is so obvious and I love it. <laughs> Like, I just, I was giddy with her. I was like, girl, you and me were on the same page with regard to grown man Olsen. Um, but uh, again, and this is just such a strong cast. I think one of my big takeaways from the whole trailer is that uh, the entire cast really is so good. And they, they bring such a depth and humanity to these parts um, that's evident e- even only from like six minutes of watching this this show because in any other hands this show could easily be cheesy oh totally you know it could like like some of these lines I mean you're you know you have Melissa Benoist saying things like I can fly I think yeah and, and anybody else saying that would be ridiculous but like she says it and I believe her mm-hmm. um because everything is so grounded and so real that like um and I have to say even though like the flash is one of my favorite superhero shows right now because it's so, um, uh, you know, like I, I just love the characters and they feel so human to me. Um, I think just based on this six minutes that, uh, the Supergirl cast might trump them. I mean, I don't want to start any beef, but like, (laughs) I, uh, I, you know, I, I really love that, that, um, all of these actors kind of make this feel like a world I can live in. Oh, Yeah. It, it, um, it definitely feels like a, a real world, like it, it could happen. And, and these people are very much people that I think we kind of know. Like the, the Alex character, I totally buy that they are sisters. Mm-hmm. Even though even though Kara is her foster sister, they it felt like a real sister dynamic between the two of them. That felt very real to me. And I love that they live together. Yes. Um, that's it's it's so great. Like they're just they're roommates. They're they're sisters. They hang out. Um, <laughs> uh, Kara relies on her for like clothing advice and <laughs> and and I I love the moment where Kara's like eating cereal on the couch. It sort of reminded me of one of the comics we read. Was it was it Kendor? It was one of them where like Kara or 
Kara, Kara, you, I think we called her Kara, but uh, yeah. she was like on the couch, like just watching TV with a uh, mm-hmm. uh, boomerang. I think she was son? eating ice cream. Yeah, at so, the time. So, something like that. And so it sort of reminded me of that she's just hanging out on the couch. Loved yeah, it. loved it. No, and uh, and it's true. Alex is great. Um, she she's going to be one to watch as well. I love their relationship and their dynamic and like. Um, the fact that she, because so many, you know, so many shows we see like dysfunctional relationships, you know, like, like your family is trying to keep you down or your family's trying to, you know, not let you live your life. And with, uh, with Alex, it seems like she knows her sister has these powers. She knows what she can do. Um, she's not trying to hold her back for any reason other than, you know, protecting her. Um, and she knows that her, her sister is very capable of all sorts of things and it never feels like she's talking down to her or like demeaning her in any way or trying to like know best. It's just like legitimate, hey, I work for this, you know, extraterrestrial organization and, uh, you know, I know what's up because this is my specialty and you really should tone it down. Um, so I liked that. I liked that there there was no, there's no beef, there's no estrangement between them, there's no weirdness. It's just... Family caring about family, and and that's awesome. Yeah, Alex is very protective of her in the trailer, but she's also very encouraging when Supergirl needs to be out there, and she says the world needs you to fly. So she she uh. wants to encourage her, and I wonder if uh, when when Supergirl goes into the Department of Extra Normal Operations, I assume that Alex brings her in there because. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to find an outlet for you to do these superpowered things. So come to work with me. We'll we'll give you a job. So I think that is very cool that she isn't so. Um, she, Alex doesn't hold her down. That she right. is protective and encouraging with her. And uh, what did you think about the the Department of Extra Normal Operations? Because we get to see our first glimpse at Hank Henshaw as well. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, f- first of all, again, great casting choice. Um, I love that – I mean, in this world, it seems like they know aliens exist. Like, it's it's not um, – you know, I don't know that this is a secret organization. Like, Alex doesn't act like or it doesn't seem like she's hiding anything. Like, she doesn't seem like your typical, like, covert ops, you know, whatever. Um like so, this is just like an organization that deal that specializes in extraterrestrials, and uh, and I like that. I again, one of those things that I think grounds the show um, is that Hank Henshaw is very kind of matter of fact and very, um, you know, he doesn't trust aliens, but that's because you know he's human. It makes sense. Like we're, <laughs> you know, aliens can be scary. You don't know what they're coming here for. Like <laughs> it's all very practical. And uh, again, the the Department of Extra Extra Normal Operations. Um, seems very real to me and like something that could exist if we actually had confirmation that there were aliens. Oh, but actually, I thought it was interesting. The other first look we got, why don't you talk about that? Uh, well, I assume that the first look of Lumberjack is in the trailer. Uh, and I, cu- I couldn't really tell for sure because he doesn't look exactly like the comic version that I've seen. But there is sort of like a... What do you call that? Like an axe? Like an axe, yeah. Like, it looks like sort of a mechanical alien axe that somebody picks up. So I assume that that is a lumberjack that is yeah. picking that up. And I think that the fight with Supergirl with the big truck and everything, I, I'm assuming that that's her fight with lumberjack. So I 
would think that this pilot is about her stopping Lumberjack. And I would assume that as they go forward into episodes after this, that that's going to be kind of the standard of what's going to happen in the show. Sort of like The Flash, where they have all the metahumans and they kind of have to round them up. And I I would assume that Supergirl's plot is going to be around, hey, who's the alien we got to track down this week? So uh, it's it's very man and uh, men in blackish to me, <laughs> but uh, I, I I thought that was pretty cool. It was not what I was expecting from Lumberjack, so I'm very excited to see what he looks like. Yeah, I mean I've only really seen the uh, the one picture of Lumberjack like from the old school comic because he only appears like once. Yeah. Um, and he fights Superman. He defeats Superman. Um, but yeah, he pretty much looks like a big lumberjack doesn't um, he have like a beard and stuff like yeah like he looks like a legit like plaid wearing beard having lumberjack yeah um so they were very creative with his name but yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i um i would say any look they give him is an upgrade let's just put it that way yeah 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 but yeah so that was pretty cool um there were lots of like tiny flashes in the six minutes of like little things um uh, we already talked about like the the brief flash of the Danvers, whom we we suspect. Uh, well, they have to be the Danvers. Like. Yeah, I mean, come on, and that's you know, and I don't think they would have been putting that in the flashes if they didn't expect us to latch on. They to did that. it very sneakily. You had to really slow it down and go frame by frame, but they're in there. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, you did because you're a big old nerd. I um, totally did. <laughs> I made sure I went frame by frame because I was like, what what is in there? What is happening here? I know there yes. are things happening. And uh, the the kind of the main things that were happening in those kind of flashes that are really quick, uh, we see Kara landing on Earth in the spaceship. Uh, we see two people holding hands, which I'm trying to figure out who that is. One of them looks like Supergirl because you, you see the blue arm with the red cape. So, I mean, who else could that be? And then there's like she's holding hands with someone wearing white. So I'm not sure who that is. Uh, but it also looks like the Danvers kind of maybe live in a house near the ocean. I was like, hey, go Danvers. <laughs> they, are, they are living large. Best foster home ever. Yes. So if you got to be adopted, go live near the ocean. <laughs> go live with the Danvers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's just, it's also exciting. Um, and I have to say, like, it was total emotional manipulation, and I don't even care. They can manipulate my emotions all they want. Um, the music during this uh, montage um, uh, toward the end of the trailer when she's, like, finally deciding, this is what I'm going to be. And it was so, like, the music swells. And it's this song, um, which I didn't I'm, – I'm glad you looked this up. Uh, Fight Song by Rachel Platten, um, yeah, which I – fell in love with yeah i wanted to to download it because i like the lyrics and it talks about you know how i'm gonna fight and i'm gonna believe in myself and all this kind of stuff and and kind of take control of my life and i was like this is a perfect song to put in a supergirl trailer so kudos to the producers and editors of this trailer because i really appreciated that they put that in there because it felt really empowering and it felt like part of Kara's story so I really, I'm going to have to go download that after we get finished talking. Definitely. No, I, I, I want to as well because, uh, and it, it's total like, you're trying to pull my girly, girl power, inspirational heartstrings, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Well, you succeeded, stupid CBS. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to go cry and then achieve something. <laughs> uh. Nice. But, um, 
Uh, but I loved it. I, 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 you know, basically it's like the show was made for me. Like I, I totally, um, I, and I was saying this to somebody else earlier today. I like, this is the Supergirl I was waiting for. Yeah. Um, I really like, cause you know, I think I've been, com- I feel like I've been complaining a lot on this podcast that I haven't gotten to know Kara Zor-El really, um, through the comics. Like, uh, no matter who writes her, um, nobody seems to like hit on like a definitive characterization. And, and that's been kind of bugging me a bit. Cause it's like, it's always, she's forming, but not formed. Who is she? What is she doing? Um, but watching Melissa Benoist in this trailer, I'm like, yes, this is my Supergirl. Like, <laughs> I don't care who else plays Supergirl after this, like, or, you know, comics, cartoons, whatever. Like, I feel like I finally found the Supergirl for me. Yeah, I think she's going to be great. And you can tell that she already has an idea of how she wants to play her and what she thinks the character should be. And I love that, like, when we were talking about how sometimes people don't write her in a way that is kind of reminiscent of a young woman. Like, you can see that Melissa Benoist is playing it as a young woman. Like, I love the moment when she catches the plane but she still has struggling with it she's like oh come on like I love that I love that she reacted in such a way that like when you're frustrated that's what you would do and so I love that she brings this and I've heard Melissa Benoist talk about Kara's humanity even though she's an alien she has this humanity to her and I think that really comes out in her performance so I'm really uh, excited to see more of her. And I was loving that this trailer, like The Flash, I think Arrow does it to an extent, but Arrow kind of frustrates me because it doesn't. But I love that Supergirl is embracing the comic bookness of it, the history of the Superman slash Supergirl mythos. Like, I loved the whole it's not an S thing in there because that mm-hmm. was so, that's ex- that's actually what Superman says to Lois a Man of Steel. There's right. a shirt rip. I was like, oh, she Yes, the shirt rip. I was like, oh my God. I'm um, so glad they worked that in. Yeah, so that was great. And then the whole costume fitting thing, like they even have like she tries on a thing that does show her her uh her stomach, which is sort of I took that as a as a nod to the super the variations of Supergirl who that's what her costume looks like. Yeah, um, totally. But, you know, and and also that whole sequence sort of reminds me of Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, when Clark is testing out his costumes with his mom, Martha. So I love that it's embracing. And even the um, there's like a news bulletin that happens on on the screen and the news ticker on the bottom of the screen. I'm I'm such a huge nerd. I I went down there because, you know, sometimes they, they sneak things into those little things that maybe not everybody pays attention to, but it talks about the Otto Bender bridge and Otto Bender is the co-creator of Supergirl. So I thought that was really cool that they they were able to put that in there, kind of sneak these, uh, sneak these references, these references and these, these ways to honor that mythos. So I'm, I'm so excited that it's, it's just embracing everything that is Supergirl. Definitely. And it, and it does it um, and it takes it seriously, not too seriously, but it, it doesn't treat it like, oh, ha ha, look at this fluff. It's it's respectful. And, and I do like that. Um, also, tiny point, but um, I have to say I love that this Supergirl is not like blonde, blonde. Um, <laughs> like I didn't realize that that would make a difference to me until I saw it. And it's like she's she's a blonde, but it's more of a dirty blonde. Um you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's, 
I don't know. As a brunette, I've always been like, how come <laughs> it has to be a blonde girl who's a superhero? I Whatever. You. I hear. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that like you know it's blonde, but it's more of an ombre kind of. It's like it's lighter at the bottom, but darker at the top. I don't know what's going on, but I love her hair and it looks great. And the cool thing um, about that is, is no matter what her hair color is exactly, she still looks like Supergirl. Like you yes. see her and that she's Supergirl. Exactly. That that that's that's the other thing too is that. Uh, even though it's not as blonde as it is in the comic, um, you still don't deny that this is who she is. Right. Wow. I think we went on longer than I thought we were going to. (laughs) (laughs) We had so much to talk about. I know. I was like, this is going to be a quick, you know, 10, 15 minute conversation, whatever. We we anticipated only doing like 15 to 20 minutes and here we are. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 45 minutes later. We have Um, so much to talk about. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think that's it for our first reactions. We would love to hear. Uh, what you all have to say about the trailer, definitely hit us up and let us know. And if you want to do that, you can contact Supergirl Radio by emailing us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. I can't wait to see more of CBS's Supergirl. I know, me either. And uh, we'll get to see it on uh, Monday nights at 8, 7 central uh, on CBS starting in November. Eek!